Alec, you know, December is a month that we could definitely talk about. It happened. It, it is. It happened. It exists in our collective memory. There. It was the last month of 2020. Uh, thank, thank God that's behind us. I mean, and now we have the amazing. <laughs> what, what are we in? The first six days of 2021. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's been a banger. Am I right? It's been a bop. Who could forget December who could, who could 2020 forget? though? Yeah, uh, I mean, there, definitely. If we can't agree on anything else, we can agree that December happened. And hey, yep. we're here to highlight our favorite things from that month. We each have three things we're bringing to the table. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have too much going on in December, honestly. So, work. A lot the, of work. the first thing I'd like to highlight is the holiday season. You know, Christmas. Wow, really? Happened. <laughs> it this was is great. What we're going with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Don't you agree? Holiday season is great. I, I yeah. love giving gifts, honestly, and this year especially, I put together a lot of nice gifts for my friends. Um, usually didn't didn't give gifts to friends in the past. I also didn't have friends in the past, so <laughs> <laughs> working on it. But so, so I, I I had fun putting together gifts and also got a uh, record player. Oh, nice! Christmas, so now I want to start nice. collecting vinyls. I only recently started collecting CDs, and mm. that's how I listen to them in my car because I have an older car. Mm-hmm. But uh, now I got to collect vinyls too. So I have a newer car, and it still has a CD player in it. So yeah, but I don't have like a freaking nice aux cord like the kids do these days. Oh, I do have one of those too. Yeah, like yeah. I got one of the cassette tape things that works oh, on aux yeah. cord, but it's not. Oh. They're not good. Oh no, they're terrible. They, like, they're real they bad. They stopped working bad. after like two times using it. Yeah. So now I'm just like, I'll use CDs. I just yeah. carry around a, a few CDs at a time in my car, and keep the rest here. But nice. I want to start collecting vinyls now because I was I was mentioning to my mom how I, w- I always would like to collect vinyls because they look really nice. Um, but I'm like, I wish there was a better way to present them because you just put them into a thing really you can't have like them all lined up on display yeah. unless you have a nice wall to hang them on yeah um, yeah vinyls are a very like kind of a they they beg browsing like to peruse through, a, like a collection yeah yeah so it's like that's not my preferred thing i like to have things to be visible like yeah. if i ever got well, same, my my cds yeah well actually i don't have my cds anywhere yet that's something i have to work on in the basement because i'm basically creating I'm going to be creating an, another living room down in our basement, so that's going to be that's a, that's my this year project. But like if anyway. I ever got my own place, I would, I would probably like just dedicate a wall to them. You know, it'd be mm. cool to have them all hanging up. But yeah, yeah. I've only got a couple. Um, just the one she gave me it was like a couple of pentatonics vinyls. Nice, nice. Um, there was one other one. Oh, there was a Kirsten one too, who is also a member of pentatonics, but it's her solo yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so that's cool though. It, like the the record player she got is like one of the newer ones, so it's it plays CDs and also does Bluetooth. Like you can do all three in it. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool. Um, I mean, I got Very a nice. bunch of a bunch of nice things. But that was one of them. And I just you know, I always enjoy the holiday season. Yeah. It's same. The good vibes all around. Um, like giving things so. Yeah, so December. Am I going to just do that every year, every December? Yeah. The Christmas season? Yeah. <laughs> Love the season. I don't remember what we did last year. A little different for about. 2020. 
I think last year it was like when I was playing a Ring Fit Adventure for a couple weeks. Oh yeah, I need to get back into that. I was actually just thinking about that game today. I yeah. need to get back into that. Yeah, um, for sure I do too. But 2020 okay. holiday season was different, but it's still good. It's still good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, my I got a I got a handful of things, all sort of different assortments this time around. So we have uh, we played our first uh, Dungeons and Destiny campaign adventure mm-hmm. oh, in yeah. So Dungeons and Destiny is a D and D like sort of fan-made module sort of system it's like an alteration of the of the fifth edition dungeons and dragons um set in the destiny universe um so my uh role-playing group is uh playing that now we're doing a campaign uh done by my good friend chris and we're going through uh an adventure that he's setting up and he's making for us um he's basically homebrewing everything Clearly, a lot of work he's putting into it, um, and uh, we're having a whole lot of fun already. Um, we've only played two; we've only played twice, and we're already having just so much fun uh, in with the new system and his DMing style and all that sort of thing. Um, he also has like a voice modulator that he's been using, and that has been like super fun. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it is um, cool. Yeah, um, so so it's cool because it's like clearly the the people who made it had to go in and sort of alter rules around and things because obviously it's Destiny. There's a lot of a lot more ranged combat in Destiny than in like Dungeons and Dragons, where your ranged combat is either going to be spell casting or or bows. Should you be somebody who uses like projectile weapons, but in Destiny you're using guns like all the time. So um, so that's kind of a big kind of a big thing um so there's a lot of rules around that around the different classes and everything there's sort of alterations and things to into how that system fits into 5e um and that's been really fun um getting to play in a, in a slightly new system um having to learn new rules is a little it was a little daunting um even though it is very based in in the same edition of Dungeons and Dragons, um, still having to learn new new rules and stuff is still always kind of daunting. Um, but it's been good so far, and uh, we've we've had a lot of fun. And uh, even the newcomers to the Destiny universe, uh, of which we have we have two that are completely new to it, and then four of us who've played Destiny for varying amounts of time. Um, so that's been fun, kind of getting them, because there there's almost sort of role playing is fish out of well, not quite fish out of water but they're they're what's known as like new light so they're like newly regenerated guardians um so they're kind of learning the ropes about how everything works in the in the universe so mm-hmm. whereas whereas most of the rest of us like i'm, I'm role-playing essentially the character that i have in in game and i'm just sort of taking taking her and and, and role-playing her so this is the first time i'm all, i'm also the first time i'm role-playing as a woman um, which has been fun so far. So, do you yeah. have? Are there love interests in Dungeons and Dragons? There can be. That's yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone in my so when we were forming. Funnily enough, when we were forming our um, Chris asked that we all 
in order to sort of have good party di dynamics and stuff and to like help us explain like why are we why are we all working in a fire team together he wanted us to kind of come up with bonds so that we would all have at least one bond with another member of, of our party mm -hmm. and so i was talking with so me and josh are probably the people that have played destiny the most well actually so we actually have a new a new person in our group which is one of chris's uh one of chris's friends from like high school um he and he and this guy and another friend of theirs from high school for like middle school high school they had a let's play channel for like a good close to a year um and i used to watch their stuff so i know him i knew him through that and just hanging out with him playing destiny back like when i first started a year ago or over a year ago i guess it was like two years ago now that i think about it um but anyway so he's he's probably played i mean he's played a lot more destiny but i was talking with with my friend josh as to like so what should our what should our kind of backstories be and i kind of i kind of joking half jokingly said that it was like uh we could be just like we could have been like uh like old flame like an old flame or something he's like no <laughs> he's like i don't want i don't wanna, i don't i don't i don't vibe with that and i was like oh i was kind of looking i was kind of <laughs> i thought that would have been kind of fun but um he's like he, it was something like i don't want to i don't want you to romance me or something like that um which is like it's fine you know you always want to make sure that you don't want to you, you don't want to cross boundaries people <laughs> feel comfortable with even in role playing yes. so it's definitely a possibility i mean chris could potentially also you know make characters that our characters could potentially fall in love with you know so it's like that's always a possibility um hmm. it, it, no matter what you do you know it's a lot of dming is also sort of figuring out what your party likes what your what the different members of your group enjoy about playing tabletop rpgs um and kind of trying to implement that into the into the experience a little bit so yeah. yeah, I feel like we t we just talked about the Mandalorian. I feel like Star Wars would be a great Dungeons and Dragons thing, right? Yeah. So there was um, there was an alteration of third edition Dungeons and Dragons that was the Star Wars RPG. Uh, actually, Knights of the Old Republic uses the Star Wars RPG system, mm -hmm. like straight up uses it, which is why going back to it now that I played Dungeons and Dragons, I feel like I would understand that system so much more now because there was like the the language never made any sense to me i was like what is a saving throw right. was like it was like doing these deck saving throws i was like i don't know what that means i don't know what's going on why am i why are my turns like this why do i have to proc i can only proc four turns like why do i hit sometimes and other times i don't hit anything it's just like none of that stuff made any sense to me so but now now that i played that i i feel like i could completely understand how to play that game now so hmm. the second thing i want to talk about is happy console gamer oh okay so, well mainly i actually the their holiday thing the christmas special they do oh yeah that's always my favorite yeah thing. me too what how many years has it been now like 12, <laughs> 12 years yeah i think 12 years yeah it's great so like, every year uh happy console gamer johnny millennium and Rob Man, they always exchange gifts. Have been like best friends since childhood, which is was was great about. It. And it's always a mm. great tradition, you know. So every year, uh, it's always something to look forward to. It's just seeing them exchange the gifts and uh, yeah, that's really cool. Like, obviously, it's not like to that extent, but uh, 
being able to do the the gift exchange thing we do is kind of like that. It's mm-hmm. nice. It would be a nice tradition if we keep doing it. Um, but it's like something special maybe, about maybe, their like. What's that? Maybe maybe some of your post COVID we could actually do a gift exchange with those guys in person. It would be well, nice. that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd I'd really like that someday. But yeah, but there's something special about you know having a relationship that's actually been there for years, like their whole yeah. life together. Yeah. So they know like the most meaningful things to get each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's and just they fun. they the way they play off each other and can make each other laugh and like hear, hearing Rob Man sort of giggle laugh mm-hmm. is like one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> it's just like he uh, it's so it's so uh, like contagious. It just it makes me laugh whenever I hear it. It's like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like it's just uh it's so fun and they um, don't always yeah. do videos together these days you know it's like every yeah. once in a blue moon now so yeah. now it's like but they always come together each year for this yeah and you know i like i love happy console gamer in general i don't watch every video of his you mm-hmm. know and a lot of times they'll fall out but then i'll always come back and i'm always reminded like oh yeah that's why i love his videos yeah i fun. i mean i do he was he was what got me into algen gamers back in the day so like really when you think about it basically me being here <laughs> and talking to you is kind of owed to happy console gamer. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, um, I huge fan for a long time. Um, and, yeah. uh, yeah, I've always very energetic, very, very, uh, positive. Um, he's very passionate about video games and, and things. And I actually just found that, um, one of my favorite, new people that I've rel- I've come across over the last two, three years or so. He was an old Kotaku contributor by the name of Tim Rogers. Um, and uh, he now has his own... Uh, he, he went off and he's doing freelance stuff with actionbutton.com, which I guess was a website he had back in like the late 2000s, early 20- 2010s. Um, mm-hmm. But he sort of revitalized that and does it through Patreon. He has done so far like five or six reviews, all of which are more than three hours long. And they're only on one game each. So this first was on Final Fantasy VII Remake. He did one on The Last of Us, the first one. He did one on Doom, the 1993 game that was over three hours long. Um, Pac-Man, the arcade game... And then uh, one called like Tokimeki Memorial, which is some like Japan only visual novel. And that's like five hours long. I haven't watched that one yet <laughs> because it's five hours long. Uh, I think he plays the whole game in the, in the, in the uh, review. But anyway, he mentioned Happy Console Gamer in one of, I think in the Final Fantasy VII Remake review, he mentioned people that like are, his inspira- are inspirational to him and people he's like they probably don't know they probably don't know that i watch them or that i enjoy their content so it was like happy console gamer and i was like oh my gosh he's a mm-hmm. he's a happy console gamer fan i was like that's awesome tim rogers is like it was like a very well-known contributor on kotaku so i thought that was really awesome um but anyway yeah yeah honestly like happy console gamer is you know one of the original like retro yeah. uh gamers so he's not like mainstream appeal you know he's gotten mm-hmm. like well almost 300,000 subscribers now yeah but 
So it's it's been nice to see him get like success from it. Yes, yeah. you know, because it's not the usual kind of channel that really takes off. Yeah, and, he and he hasn't really changed his content that much over the years either, which is really cool. Yeah, it does bother me that he still puts uh, <laughs> reaction in his title when it's not a reaction, just because reaction has a new context to it. Yeah, now. it does. Like, yeah, it's that's true. So yeah, when you look up reaction, you want to see them watching something, but it's always, you know, right after. Yeah, sometimes talking about it. Sometimes these days he does actually show himself reacting to it, but yeah, it's very it's very rare. It's very (laughs) rare. Yeah, but like it's cool looking through his videos. Like they get a regular amount, like a decent amount each video, but then he'll have Mm. occasional one like of a new game he reviews. It'll get a lot. It'll take off. Mm. I guess all the cyberpunk video had like almost two hundred thousand views or something. You know, Mm. they just and then it gets out there, and then people. It must be so weird for some people who are like looking at new game reviews and they see all these retro games back there and they don't know anything about them. Yeah. You go into his channel and there's this whole new world out there, you know. <laughs> and that's where we started was with, with the retro gaming community. Yeah, that's where that's where fledgling YouTube got its start. Do you remember when Peanut Butter Gamer was on yeah. the <laughs> Gamers podcast? That's just wild to me. Yeah. That's just completely wild. I think he mentioned doing something with like normal boot like talking I, I need to go back home and listen to that episode at some point but like i almost wonder if he mentioned that he and john tron were going to be starting like uh like a kind of group or something of <laughs> of youtuber the normal boots that's what they they started it so this was before that it was before any of that stuff so it was wild but or it was right around that same time anyway but yeah crazy all right let's what else you got uh, so I have a, speaking of YouTube, I have a YouTube channel that I have been greatly enjoying over the last month. I've been enjoying it longer than that. Um, but it's really the last month I've been trying introducing it to more people and hopefully making fans out of them as well. And that is Abroad in Japan. Um, mm. It's a channel that I had seen before, um, just in recommended videos. I'd seen some of his, his video videos before. Um, but he he guest appeared on an episode of something else, and I'm not going to mention it because I'll save it for probably some other month to talk about. Um, so I do want to highlight it at some other point. Um, and he uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I'd seen his videos before. I should I should check it out. And then um, his content is just awesome. It's amazing. Their their vlog. A lot of them are like vlog style um some of them are just sort of general it's it's basically him covering general lifestyle stuff about living in japan um he's lived there for over 10 years now he started as like an english teacher um but now he does youtube full-time and uh he just recently had a series um that was a journey across japan he had had he's had like one or two other ones of those or at least one other one of those uh, before. Um, and uh, this most recent one was called, the gimmick was called Escape to Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he had never, despite being in Japan for 10 years, he's never gotten like the perfect view and picture of Mount Fuji, the, like the iconic one with a really nice view. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted to, to make, to make a point of doing that. And so, uh, 
it's a, a week-long trip he took with a couple of friends um and uh yeah it was a great it's a great series extremely well produced um the filming is really good he is uh chris broad is his name he's british and as you can expect he has a very dry sarcastic cynical sense of humor as, as most Brit, people do. as as most brits seem to <laughs> that is that is their comedy after all that that is an extreme tenet of british comedy is dry and sarcastic um david tennant yes david tennant is that what you said um okay. no i said a tenant <laughs> of their <laughs> um yeah so uh his content is great i've been enjoying it uh a lot i've been going back and watching older episodes he's done i mean he's got like 10 years of content or close ten maybe, years. not quite not quite 10 years but like he's got a lot a lot of a lot of videos i've went back and started watching his first journey across Japan, Just like which me. was, which was a bike trip. Um, that was, that was interesting. Yeah. It's just been, been really fun. I mean, I, I love Japanese culture. Obviously yeah. I'm, I'm a weeb. So, uh, that, that stuff really appeals to me. Um, just general lifestyle things, particularly about like a foreigner living in Japan is, is just like really interesting to me that that perspective is really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, his content is just, uh, there was one video that he did that I've actually found very moving and I actually re highly recommend watching it. Um, and it was kind of a review about the aftermath of the of the tsunami, um, mm -hmm. the, the Tohoku earthquake and tsunami. Um, and it was like his interview with like five or six different people um, that with like in sort of sort of all the different perspectives of people that lived through and, and and had to experience the aftermath and like what what happens after this this occurred um and how they've sort of dealt with it and how they bounced back from it and it was like it it, it felt like i could have seen it on pbs it was an amazing like documentary style video and the ceo of youtube actually retweeted it recently and said like was like proud that videos of this quality can be showcased on our platform and yeah it totally deserves deserved that recognition it was a it's a stellar video um and i highly recommend watching it um so yeah you'll have to check that out i love japan yeah. i think i'm really fascinated by the culture as well mm. that's like number one on my list of places i'd like to travel to for sure yeah yeah all right my last thing is of course uh Dua Lipa. Oh, nice. Again. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw it out <laughs> there. Like, just throw it out, yeah. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Okay. Uh, I'm always listening to Dua Lipa. Every month mm -hmm. since I mentioned Dua Lipa, I only really have two albums to listen to from her, but they never get old. And also, mm. there's a new song with Miley Cyrus. Oh. Uh, I think it's called, what's it called? Graveyard or something? Well, then. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't know where I got graveyard from it's prisoner yeah prison which is really cool i mean miley cyrus apparently has like this whole like really like 80s rock style going now oh with okay her, like with her look definitely with her sound on that song you can tell i'm reliving my dad's era <laughs> but she's like she's rocking out it's pretty i really love that song and yeah dua lipa always forever cool. forever and always i love her cool so. um so my 
final thing is uh, Star Fox 64 3D. Really? Yeah. Um, right around Christmas, pretty good. I was uh, I I just didn't know what I wanted to bring home because I so I spent Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and then Boxing Day with my with my folks. So I I um, spent spent a couple nights over at my parents' place. Um, and I was like, all right, well, what do I bring? And I was thinking I could bring my switch, but and I was like, but I wasn't totally sure exactly like what I want to play. Um, but then I remembered that I had been meaning to play star Fox 64, uh, the 3ds port for like forever. I, I brought it on like two or three separate like trips over, like over the last year, couple of years. And I was like, I've been meaning to play this for forever. I should finally just sit down and play it. And uh, yeah, I've been pretty addicted to it. <laughs> I mean, I love Star Fox. I love Star Fox 64. Um, it was a game I totally fell in love with as a kid. Um, I remember renting it multiple times. I, we never like owned a copy uh, until it was actually the, one of the first video games I ever bought with my own money. Um, some cheap at an electronics boutique back before they were bought by GameStop. Mm -hmm. um, EB Games. Yeah. And so it was, uh, it was, at, it was at one of those and um, very cool. Uh, great game. I mean, it was just absolutely phenomenal. I, I wasn't totally sure. And, and still, even now I'm not like super sure, like the difference, because there's three or there's, there's two modes that you start with. There's the 3DS mode and then there's N64 mode. And from what I can tell, like they say with the 3DS mode, they're like, rebalance to use gyro controls in the 3ds circle pad and i was like did they like if they mean rebalance did they mean like like literally they they change like enemy placements and stuff like that having played both modes i can't really see any difference at all not even in enemy health or anything like that yeah so i think it's literally just the two control schemes but they split they've split everything up into both into two categories so I'm having to get double the medals and everything, double double the score attack medals, mm -hmm. and those are really hard, by the way. Those are like super hard. like I don't know I don't even know how I'm gonna get gold in like half of those. But yeah, I've been playing that, uh, enjoying the crap out of Star Fox. I love Star. I, I have that T-shirt that I love wearing. Um, I've, I'm sure I've worn it on a few Tarkaran episodes, but um, huge Star Fox fan. Um, I don't think What's there's a game in this. What's better, Star Fox or Star Wars? I mean, obviously Star Wars, but Star Fox is Star, Star Fox Trek. really does. I mean, the state of Star Trek right now is pretty bad, so <laughs> I would say Star Wars. <laughs> um, if you'd asked me that maybe like three years ago, I might have said Star Trek. So, do you think there's uh, some way we can get Star Fox above Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Really elevate the whole, really flesh it out, maybe. Well, I mean, after Star Fox Zero, after everyone absolutely hated Star Fox Zero for reasons that I don't want to get into because I actually highly love... highly political reasons. I completely for highly political reasons. <laughs> they really politicized that game. They really. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bizarre when all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, uh, General Pepper was like, "Make Corneria great again," and it was like it was really weird. Yeah, it fell out of place. People were yeah. uncomfortable with it, but yeah, it is. What and they it made is. yeah, it was really bizarre when they made uh, Andros look like uh, the Dalai Lama. It was very weird. 
Um, yeah. So, he made subtle like uh, anti-Semitic jokes. Anti-Semitic. Yeah, it was crazy. very. It was. It was a. It was quite a quite a dark turn for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, so a lot of people respected it because it was bold. But yeah. You know, uh, no, I. We uh, could flesh it out, get like a Star Wars series going, or a Star Fox series going, and. Uh... Well, they had so before Star Fox Zero came out, there was like a, a CG short that was awesome. That was like they could they could literally legitimately turn it into like an anime, and it would have been would be pretty cool, I think. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, Star Fox sixty four is it's great on three DS actually. It, yeah, it translates really well to the. It hand it hand. does the th- and actually to be to be honest, the three D. Great. Absolutely mm-hmm. fin- fantastic. I don't play with it on all the time, but every once in a while I, I'll flip it on and be like, wow, it does look that really good. Something. Let me turn that off, though. It's not <laughs> <really good. laughs> well, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm using the gyro, which I don't use very frequently, I do sometimes, um, yeah, I turn it off. Cause I'm it's like, crazy how there are a good couple months where we really thought about 3D. Like, we thought about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, wow, that really is something, and then they turn it off. <laughs> Ah, so neat. it's so true. Like it it's just so really true. got reduced to a gimmick so quickly. Yeah, uh, and then it was just like, oh yeah, there's just a switch. I guess that's why this is a 3ds. You have the switch yeah. up here, but like the games by the end of it were not even like even trying to yeah, utilize it, wasn't even, it at all. Yeah, like, not yeah. even, not even. Yeah, Pokemon didn't like never used it. I don't think because they were and like with then... the new 3ds, you can look at it from any angle, no problem. You got great 3D. Yeah, right? gl- yeah. The it's eye, tr- but, eye tracking 3D, but like, and it yeah, is it's it's, better, but it is really good. But still gonna flip that boy does... off real quick because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really do anything. I I like it. It is very much a gimmick, though. I mean, it's 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 absolutely a product of its time for sure yeah and the 3ds really is one of the greatest things ever created so i mean it's a it's it a great it is a great system so i love it All i right. want to play more of my 3ds it. honestly we should break out the Sm- super smash brothers for 3ds <laughs> that would be pretty tough huh That'd be <laughs> i real put a lot rough. of time into that one honestly i think it's still my most played 3ds game somehow oh, really wow but, that's wild uh, I put. I mean, I put the whole month into it. That before the before the Wii U version came out, I put. I and I did put a serious amount of time in it yeah. during that period. But um, we used to play it in high school. Like during our lunch time, we would play it together. Like when the demo came out, and then after that, we were all playing it. A little local. Oh, local that player. demo! Oh my gosh, that demo! Oh, you just brought me right back. That demo was great. It's so good. I still remember Rusty. Oh. I wasn't able to get the code for it, and then Rusty gave me his. No, that was so, wow. That's really nice. Yeah, and that was great. Oh, I didn't put a lot of time into that, but yeah. But now it's Smash Bros. Ultimate all the way. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of that recently too, actually. So. Same, honestly, it's still the like probably the most your your comfort food. My game. biggest time sink of December, but I didn't want to just put it every yeah. month because it'd probably be every, every. month. <laughs> Yeah. And there's not it's, much it's, to talk about. It's more the same. Yeah. Like I'm just grinding against computer players for a while. Not even, not even Sephiroth. Oh, Everyone's using him online, by the true. way, too. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, but I'm like Captain Falcon main, ride or die. Ooh, okay. So I just like sink hundreds of hours into Captain Falcon nonstop. See, it, this is something I know we're we're basically going we're basically done. But um, the um, I actually have found that I really like fighting Captain Falcon mains. Or people who are playing as him online, mm-hmm. and I still t- detest playing against Donkey Kong people 
It's just the most frustrating thing in the world. I can't stand it. <laughs> I just can't stand. I just I hate how many options he has. He has so Captain many Falcon options to get rid of. Captain is a far of. better character than Donkey Kong. He, he is, but I like playing against him more. Mm-hmm. I know what my options are a lot. We more need to him. like once this whole COVID thing blows over, we need to play some Smash because really you can't online does not do the game justice. You gotta play it. I was not having very many. Pro- I wasn't having too many problems with it when I was playing before. There was one match that I did. There was one match that was like, it's boy, rough this for is me. Bad. I mean, also, yeah. I just don't have a good connection. I don't have the Ethernet yeah. cable either. Yeah. But I just yeah. like would love. It. I love playing against people on, like offline. Mm. That's really the full experience. We should do that sometime. We're gonna have yeah. to come together and all of us do a gift exchange and play Smash. That'd be great. December you, you, will destroy, you will destroy all of us, but yeah. Well, actually, maybe we can get December this year. It's a goal. How do you think? We can try to. What will the country be like in that point? at that point, you think? Who Who's to say after today? Who's <laughs> to say what that's going to look like? Um, but anyway, right. where where could the fine viewers, where should they go? What, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Zach. Underscore I mean, they, could, they can do that. Where can they find you? But also... What should they go watch after they finish this? What should they go watch? That's a good question. Um, let me point you back to one of our Star Fox reviews. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of our... It's uh, our Super Smash Bros. Ultimate review. No, there's nothing there. So why don't you go check out our favorites of the month of October 2020. Okay, yeah. That was a month as see, well. See, see what a we enjoyed ago. that month. There's one thing I really don't like about Star Fox 64 3D, though. There's one one thing in particular. Fucking um, peppy. Well, I mean, there's probably more than that. But I don't like the, the Andros's new voice. Because when he shows up, when you're fighting him, I, I loved the old voice because it was really creepy. But when he shows up now, he just goes, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. And it's like, What? I love the creepy, like, echoey, like, <laughs> laugh that he bad. had in the N64 version. It was terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying because it's, like, echoing. It has all this weird distortion. But instead, it's like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, boy, it's just game one take, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really bad. <laughs> it's just, um, I know what you're saying, but along the same lines, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to yeah. our podcast feed. Like the video. Leave a comment. Uh, hit the notification bell and follow us on Twitter at Tarkron T W O. Okay. Mm-hmm.